0: heaven hi
1: heaven hi welcome to this belatedly recorded episode of rum doings it's episode 238 you can tweet us at rum doings and you can send us an old-fashioned email on on lovely good like quality granny used to send on quality vellum at uh podcast at rumdoings.com. i always respond to emails john
0: never does because he's never. too important um, apart from what i do which which is never the that's just simply not true. The most recent email we have is someone saying how much they appreciated my reply. They were lying today. Yeah, I'm sure they were, but it's still true. Today's topic is Japan still possible. Oh, well, that's all I had to
1: talk about today. <laughs> that's a problem, and it's a it's a it's a it's a, it is an important topic because it no actually it actually no. the the answer no. to that question also is an answer to a question about whether a brexited britain is still possible so we actually have unraveled all that we can talk about today well here's
0: another thing yeah now with the election started we can't express a preference from either side we need to be very careful (laughs) in our coverage we do what but but you
1: know what actually another thing I find that very easy, John. Do you know why? Yeah, I, was I have, say, no, I have preference. no preference. For I have design. no preference. This is going to be the most difficult election ever in the history of elections. I think it would have been e. You, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a more difficult one. And if if Hitler had said, "I have you have to vote for my party or my party," it would have been an easier decision than I've got this election.
0: I've got. I live in a very safe Tory seat. 95% chance that uh, Jacob Rees Mogg. <laughs> Shall retain his position. And he's such a good Tory
1: as well. He's like the epitome, the apotheosis of Torydom. Yes. So
0: like- he is Lord Snooty from off of the Bino persona. Mm. He just looks like him to an uncanny Well, he doesn't degree. look like him. He also has all his characteristics. Yes, exactly. As I'm saying not him. only does he have the characteristics, but he also uncannily resembles him. Um. The and the other thing is we don't have a Labour candidate to 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 build a reputation. Last time it was a guy shipped in from a Canadian shipped in from London. Now, I remember you talked about him, the gay one. That's right, Todd mm. How. Todd, I think I forget his name. Which I is think you even spoke to him. Yes, he came to the door. He was a very nice mm. chap. I voted mm. for him enthusiastically. Mm. He um so um, I imagine they're currently in the process of trying to airdrop in a, a Labour. Um. But they won't win, Jacob Rees. So I, I have a meaningless vote in the general mm. election too, which is a treat. So at least you can
1: revel in the values of the vicarage. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yes. Has your opinion of Theresa May changed at all over the last year? I'm not saying gotten better or worse, but just changed. Do you see her as a different sort of person?
0: Um. Well... I was. I'm tempted to say that I've just developed one, but that's not true because she's been persistently there in the background, saying mm. evil things and deporting children and talking about cats, cats yeah, and just being generally uh, sort of
1: cartoon Tory evil. But she was the one who said we mustn't be the nasty party ten, fifteen years ago.
0: That's true. She's also the one who who, who took a platform of a, a social justice warrior platform and she came to came to power.
1: Hmm, and then ditched it.
0: Uh, well, no, <laughs> not so much ditched it as obviously didn't mean a stinking word of it, as the lies tumbled out of her weird harridan mouth. So,
1: well, we've got uh, bigger problems than we might imagine. Because, for example, our um, the the school that I'm uh, at, at which I'm a governor, we just, they, the head teachers just sent out a letter basically saying because of these cuts we can't guarantee that your children will be properly educated anymore. Um, basically, and it's what's good re- times though. What's what's really clever about these cuts is they've done it in a way to make it look like they're spending more, but what they've done is they've increased the burdens and re- the un- uncosted burdens and requirements on the schools. Things that the schools didn't then have to use to take out of their budget. So in reality, they've cut the budget. So it's been fascinating because I've been on the, the on the financial committee. Uh, it's been fascinating to see close up how government play games in order to keep their headline lies nominally true whilst actually being a meta lie. So if this happens, I, I can imagine how this happens in all sorts of realms, but as ever, once you're, once you actually get close up in the sausage factory, it's fascinating to see, um, how they manage to do that. They are oh, schools. School funding is at record levels, they say, uh, which, which is both true and a complete lie. So, um, it, it, you, it's it's very interesting to see that and the the crisis that schools are going through. Remember the problems that schools had in the eighties. Remember the complete pits of despair that most of them were. Um, yes, I think we're going back there quite quickly now.
0: Oh good, oh good.
1: Um, well, these are Tory valleys. Well, actually, what happened is that the uh, there was a moment where actually state schools were doing as well as or in some cases better than independent schools and i think that caused some panic and a bit of lobbying happened and now they're ensuring that these, these state schools know their place again
0: good times
1: stop saying good times because they're good not
0: times. That
1: good times a mystic has predicted that world war 3 will be breaking out in the next few weeks which is not exactly the most uh, difficult prediction mystic who mystic meg I don't know. It was some mystic in a, a mystic in a tabloid whose headline passed me by in some scrolling window. Are you changing
0: your mind about the danger of Trump yet?
1: No, not at all.
0: Even if he accidentally tweets a, a, a nuclear war?
1: Well, that was going to happen at some stage anyway with North Korea. You didn't think that North Korea was just going to settle down into nothing, did you? I mean, they, remember they did the exact same thing three or four years ago. Where they were testing, and yes. China got all upset, yes, and Japan got all upset. They were upset.
0: testing, but they didn't have su- uh, someone who was mad enough to fire back.
1: Well, fire back what and when? Nuclear missiles. Well, what happens if North Korea did launch a nuclear missile?
0: People only launch nuclear missile. People will only launch, launch a nuclear missile because they think there's already one coming toward them. So you just need other leaders who are clearly not about to launch them to stop it from happening.
1: Well, I don't know what you need with North Korea.
0: No, but I'm, I'm talking about Trump.
1: What about Trump?
0: Well, he'd hap- he would. it's quite obvious that Obama wasn't going to nuke anyone. It's not obvious that Trump won't. So, therefore, I don't the think possibility I don't of think North Korea true. launching one becomes much more likely.
1: I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think Trump wants to nuke anybody. I think he lives a very rich, comfortable life. And the last thing he wants is to have that disrupted...
0: Oh well, he's, don't, don't don't imagine that he has the perspicacity to recognise that his dropping a bomb on North Korea could affect his per- private life.
1: Uh I, th- I think I think he he does. I, 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 let, let's not fall for the um, no 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 I of th- the rhetoric.
0: No, this is not a George W. Bush situation. This is a man who is openly declaring that oh, I didn't understand the complexity of China and North Korea until the leader of China talked to me about it for ten minutes. Yes, he's is he is thick. Yes, very, very dangerously thick.
1: Mm, but the fact is, I think that when people talk to him, then he kind of realises things he are He takes on whatever he opinion
0: they, he last experienced. Yes.
1: Like, like like with Obamacare. Oh, I didn't know that healthcare was so difficult to reform. Oh, well, bored now.
0: Well, the, so, but the problem is he takes on whatever the last opinion he heard is, and he has, just has to have Steve Bannon pop back in the office and go, oh, here's your new opinion, Mr Trump. Steve
1: Bannon is persona non grata at the moment. He's said some very bad things about him recently, um, damned him with faint praise at best and sort of said, I like Steve, but I'm going to have to sort this all out, etc., etc. So no, it, I think Steve Bannon's on the way out. I do hope so. I think it will be fine. I don't think he was ever a problem. Steve Bannon was never as good as he thought he was. As I said before, uh, the fact that you know Steve Bannon's name... And you can portray him as you do, means he's not as good as he thinks he was. Because if he were as good as you thought he was, you wouldn't know he existed. It's true. Yeah. So, uh, are, are you going on holiday? We're going to centre parks again. Oh yes, you mentioned that. Yes. Yeah, so no, I didn't. You did. You mentioned that you were going to centre parks again. The same centre parks? Yes. Why don't you go overseas? Because it's hard. Because the world is round.
0: <laughs> this is not the number one reason. Hmm. Anyway, you prove that to me. You prove the world's round. <laughs> it,
1: uh, uh, that's it. i, I give up.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Anyway, so why aren't you going over?
0: Someone made a good comment on Rock Paper Shock I re- I reviewed a game yesterday that was a, 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 an educa- Thanks. An educational game uh, aimed at Ooh, kids. I know, and it, and it doesn't work like most don't. But it tries. It gets closer than many. Attempting to teach um, astronomy and um, physics, and it talks about how, and, and it's, it's a thirteen-year-old girl learning the uh, the fundamentals of of astronomy by first principles. So she has a father who's a teacher, and, and and she's saying, "Well, how come Aristotle was wrong about X?" And his father makes her go through all these experiments to figure out why the Earth isn't the center of the of the galaxy of this of the solar system, and why and blah blah blah. Yes. And in doing so it teaches you why the, she has to prove she has to figure out how to prove that the Earth isn't flat uh-huh and goes through and in doing so breaks down all the basic silly arguments. yeah uh, not all of them it doesn't talk about the ice wall um, but uh, so in the comments, someone declares themselves a flat earther uh, well, well, the thing about flat
1: Earther is as far as I can tell, with many of them, it's a kind of aesthetic chal- as- challenge. It's like right. it's like setting yourself up for the most unbelievable constraints ever. It's like a, it's like you become your own debating
0: society. Say, See, I'm that's de- the kind of thing I imagine Judge Coxcomb doing. I don't think yeah. that's that's representative of a lot of people who would count themselves in. In fact, this one person suggests. Uh, let me just try to find this. Um, he describes it as a, a here we go a community. Uh, it talks about a friend of his as flat earther and says, all this stuff is far less about science than it is about being unable to compete socially or intellectually in the real world. And so find a community of similarly confused, ignorant and self-righteous individuals with whom to co-validate and self-congratulate. Which I thought was interesting. Yes,
1: but, but that's kind of saying the same thing, isn't it? It's, It's a kind of psychological or aesthetic thing. If you prodded them to the depths of their soul, uh, you would torture out uh, an acknowledgement that actually, you know what, well, probably the world isn't flat, but, um, you know.
0: Well, someone replies, I'm a flat, or i am a flat earther.
1: i Am a flat earther, yes.
0: It's not worth trying to convert people. It's, it's apostrophe, yes? No, of course not. I know. It's not worth trying to convert people. People that want to know the truth will do proper research and experiments. People that don't d- don't care or don't want to know aren't going to listen anyway. Uh, and I can't tell, is he arguing that people who want to know the truth aren't going to bother learning science? And I, I don't want to know the truth, I'm a flat earther and it's not worth trying to convert. No, them. what the he's truth saying is that
1: it, there is a complex truth that actually reflects that despite what superficial science has told you, the earth is in fact flat and you've been lied to and the uh, experiments and observations that have been made to prove it is round are far shallower than you think, but you are too scared to uh, appreciate the implications of that. So you're not prepared to do the deep research that allows you to break out of your round delusions.
0: Oh, see. So he's saying it's not worth trying to convert... You. Ah. Yes, because you are... You you you
1: suffer from this heavy global, literally global, <laughs> false consciousness, and also rockets. Talking <laughs> about global self uh, false consciousness, Corbyn vows to change the election's course. He says he's not going to play by the establishment's rules. That's that's for sure. You know, the establishment's rules where you you kind of you put up a candidate that might win an election and then win it. That's the establishment's rules. Yeah, that's what he's not going to play by those rules. That's what the man wants you to do. (laughs) The man also suggests that maybe after you catastrophically lose an election, you might resign and give way to somebody else.
0: Oh my goodness, I hadn't read this quote. On the first day of the full day of the general election campaigning, the Labour leader will say, quote, powerful people do not want him to win the snap <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Even if he weren't leaning in that direction. Even if, who's he referring to? Powerful people like the current Prime Minister. No, I don't imagine. And, he does want him to win. And And, you know, most of the electorate. He will be a powerful people like all of Britain. Yes. He will vow to, quote, prove the establishment experts wrong and change the direction of this election. Oh my goodness, so he's... I guess what's happened is someone in the office has said, look, we have no other direction other than populism. It's the only direction left. We well, have to start banging on about the establishment and the mainstream media like we've never done before. Well, grumpy old rich white men uh, like him and
1: Trump always like to pretend they're not part of the establishment they clearly are a part of.
0: It's, it is really quite pathetic when it's a grumpy old rich white man saying this stuff, isn't it?
1: Yes, who went to public school and uh, owns a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not part of the establishment. Well, okay, yes. Because uh, you, you sometimes attend Cuban benefits, you're not part of the establishment. Mate. That's right. right. Yeah.
0: My favourite thing was John McDonnell saying that the cutoff for rich is uh, just is one P more than his salary. <laughs> That was good. (laughs) £70,000 doesn't make you... Oh my goodness, can you imagine? Have you ever earned £70,000 in a year? Tell the truth. No. No, (laughs) have you ever come close?
1: Um, I'm trying to think, maybe in a year where I happen to make money some other way, like an inheritance or something, but certainly not with a salary, no. No, exactly. It's like,
0: wow, it's so much money. Wow, you are the establishment, the elite. You're so out of touch that you don't understand how... Oh, my goodness, how, how the life I could live if I got thing is, pounds a year. The thing is... um. That's not, it's not even
1: that. If you actually look at the investments they have and the subsidised housing they have and so on, and then they uh, and th- they have all those things and their amazing pension plan and so on, precisely because they're in the nest of the establishment. At, yes. At, at, and then they dare to pretend that they're not as wonderful. But uh, he's staying on after the election. So... Of course he is.
0: Pre- I mean, I predicted this day, the day that May made her announcement. Of course he won't quit, because yeah. that would be rational yeah but it's also more complicated no, than but, that He's no just, there is
1: something rational he says he wants to stay at least until the next um uh party conference where they can push through the mcdonald amendment which makes sure that all his uh all his uh corbynist
0: uh, successors will then always win even t- nick even the disciples thought that jesus turned out not to have been the messiah when he got crucified mm. Even they started to doubt him at that point. No,
1: nobody will doubt uh, Saint, <laughs> Saint Jeremy. It
0: is. It is religious zealotry. There isn't. It's not an, an analogy. It just is.
1: Yes. Oh, do you know the worst thing that could happen? Please, please, Lord Jesus, protect Jeremy Corbyn. Because if he gets oh. assassinated or something, uh, oh. then that, that, that- is about Trump.
0: People don't assassinate politicians anymore. You say that,
1: but you realise that as soon as we stop recording, Trump and Corbyn will have been assassinated.
0: They'll have shot each other. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> <A> standoff. <laughs> <A> standoff. <laughs> what a strange uh, recapitulation of the OK Corral. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, he's hubristic beyond all comprehension. Actually, I can see it. Think of grumpy, beardy, wizened
1: um, uh, Corbyn in a kind of cowboy hat and a shadow on his face and uh coming into town and then kind of trump as the bloated corrupt sheriff (laughs) with his stirrups on and they kind of approach one another and said this town's not big enough for the two of us you can see that i can see that in a spaghetti western so easily with his with with corbin's horrible little snaggle tooth (laughs) glinting
0: in the texan sunlight and then corbin (laughs) Corbyn and, and Trump, they would stand out in the dusty uh, courtyard out in front of the sheriff's office. The uh, clock would strike twelve. What do you think of Melania? Corbyn Would pull out his gun, shoot yeah. himself in the foot, and then Trump yes. would blow them both up with a giant bomb. <laughs> yes, and then and 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 then blame
1: um, powerful interests for having sabotaged the gun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, what do you think? You know, what you know the various images and discussions about Melania Trump and her weird dissociation from life. Um, do
0: you think she's suffering from depression? I noticed that she can't even be captured by a camera in focus. No, <laughs> so so dissociated from life is she that she's not quite there.
1: And somebody pointed out the body language between the two of them. Like Trump r- r- gallops off his off his aeroplane down the stairs to the car below, starts talking to journalists and so on. And Melania is still at the top of the stairs coming down. It's like he doesn't. Accompany her. She's always kind of scrabbling to keep
0: up to him, and so on. But it's, it's not an especially unique body language. You see it whenever you see the the creepy old fat white guy who, for some reason, has the young attractive Asian wife. She's not Asian. I know she's not, but I'm saying that's she's the another body, foreign. That's the stereotype. Yes, I'm. I'm, in, I'm. I'm invoking here. It, yes. it's that sort of. Um, mm. what's actually happening here? How did well, you two meet?
1: Well, she knows that she has an investment that she has to just work through. That's true. Mm-hmm. So at least your friend Bill O'Reilly's leaving Fox now. My friend? You know, your friend Bill O'Reilly, apparently he... Well, what's quite funny is if you read... What's pathetic is if you read all the allegations that led to this, you know, the sexual harassment allegations... Mm-hmm not once did he actually get anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, he, he sort of tried to do, like I said, can you rub a falafel against your, oh, what you call it? The and,
0: filled falafel loafer muddle up.
1: Yeah. And then the, and then the, the kind of, uh it's, it's, it's a this pathetic little boy on the playground. Says, oh, can you, I want you to be my girlfriend. And it's just, just this is the patheticness of, and somebody postulates that maybe he's never actually had sex in his life. And, and he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's quite desperate because you would have thought somebody that rich, and that famous, as as you can see from Trump and so on, would be able to attract women who would be quite prepared to put out for him, either for the opportunity of making an investment or just because some women just see beyond the hideousness of the person when and just see the position of power. Um, that's he just has- the thing. Some people are just turned on by that. It doesn't matter. They, they could be a bullfrog. So you think the number of opportunities he's had, and yet he so pathetically uh, runs after people who, will, who are not interested and, 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 and is thwarted every time. It's quite, in the true sense of the word, it's truly
0: pathetic. I don't understand he has- that. Or you could, could pay a, a good prostitute. He has two children. Well, are they adopted? I don't know. But he was married to uh, Maureen McPhimmy from 96 to 2011, which means she stuck th- with him through a lot of um, shenanigans.
1: Well, no, That's not very long to be married, though, for somebody who professes to believe in the sanctity of marriage and the family.
0: It was 15 years. He was married very late because he was born in uh, 49. So he, how old was he then? 50. He's just He was 47 mm. when he got married strange, strange
1: man. Uh, you see, Uncle Rupert and all his children wrote the letters saying how sorry they were
0: to see him go. But according to the um, stu- sources in the US media, as the BBC put it, uh, um, Daddy Murdoch wanted to keep him on. Of course. It was James who said no. Or or as James,
1: um, uh, maybe not Daddy. <laughs> that's how James speaks, remember? Remember, remember when uh, we realised that the Murdochs were being very naughty and then that went off the news and now we don't talk about that anymore.
0: We don't mind. Now they're buying Sky. It's fine. It's fine. It's all, it's all good. Uh, do you remember before Keith went Olbermann went absolutely rubbish? Olbermann. I used to love him. I know. Do you remember? I do. I used to really enjoy his uh, righteous Jeremiah's exactly when he because he would do them once a month when there was something that was so important to him that yeah, he would yeah. abandon the, the 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 faint veneer of the news behind his program and just rant at the screen because yeah. he was he was obviously trying to invoke the classic american news readers of the 1960s and 70s Um, And that was very conscious, but he would do it when it really, really mattered. And then he just fell into his own little whirlpool of narcissism and started doing it every day until eventually no one would work with him. And he was fired. And then he tried to go work some ghastly startup website thing and no one would work with him there. And he was fired from that. And yeah. Anyway, but before he went. And then Rachel, Rachel Maddow took over. She did, yeah. but before he went rubbish, he used yeah. to do the most wonderful segments on Bill O'Reilly and he would always slip the word loafer and falafel into every piece. Yes,
1: I remember. It yes. was a real treat.
0: If anyone Lo- wants to know the details behind that, go to loofa. the Smoking Gun and Google Bill O'Reilly.
1: Loafer, not loafer.
0: I believe both is correct.
1: No, loafer. Loafer is, is correct.
0: But that's what I don't understand about you,
1: John. You know you know, this, is, this, this country is being very wretched at the moment and I don't think you should reward it by going on holiday in it. You should go somewhere else. It could be your last opportunity to go on holiday to the EU
0: without having to jump through some barbed wire uh, razor fences. <laughs> That's true, but it's also for the sake of not having to take Toby somewhere where if it all goes horribly wrong, we can't just come home. It's not, why do you think it's going to go hor- horribly wrong? That's such a defeatist attitude. Because I'm a very defeatist person. You're
1: terribly defeatist. How's church treating you these days? Um, it's very nice. Is it still in the school hall? Well, that was the last one.
0: No, that was the last one. Um, the- they they've been to many locations since. Uh, the- this is in the Bath Pavilion. What's that? It's a lar- very large um, building next to the Bath Sports Centre.
1: Can't you actually just go to it's church used in for a church? roller
0: disco's during the week? Sorry. <sighs> Can't you just go to church in a nice church with stone and I- glass? It doesn't. I've t- we tried. So after we left the last church when it uh-huh. went when it went bonkers. Uh huh. We um we went to a bunch of old because I grew up in Anglican churches and I worked for them for six years. I think they're lovely spaces. I love them too. I'm 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 an Anglican in the middle and um mm-hmm. and and I enjoy the atmosphere and I enjoy the the love
1: and also is. that slight musty smell I quite like.
0: The, yes, the, and the, the unique I, musty smell of an old church. There's a there's a genuine love to those churches just because for them to carry on existing someone has to be loving someone and yes. and i love that and, and and we tried going to them and it's just too asleep for us it just <laughs> isn't something and also we had a baby at the time and it was the ultimate test of any church that we went to when we were going to different ones to find out is there someone we can find was mm. how awkward did we feel when our baby made a tiny noise at the back and echoed like a church organ yeah, exactly and and it was sort of those uh, yeah and, and as if just for our values it has to be somewhere where a kid making noise is totally uh, normal and acceptable did were you on were you on pews at the time uh there were some that were pews yes
1: Hmm. yeah so so in the end you had to go to a sports hall or whatever this is so in the
0: end yes went to the, the roller disco instead and that one um they had at the time they had no other babies they had lots of one pluses yes it's a big place like 300 people on a sunday morning but just weirdly there were no other babies that's so very we... weird especially for christians what earth was happening it was, was just there... odd timing there's about 200 million now mm. um but we just so we just created our own baby corner at the back without asking did anybody complain no exactly now there is now it's become official so it's sort of it's ca- still it ca- ca- carries on without us so what's the denomination uh, it's a, a vineyard church i don't know what that is it's just one of the many free church movements based on... So there's a church that then plants another church, and they plant a plant, a plant, a plant, a plant. You could say Japanese knotweed instead of vineyard. You could, could, I could couldn't I? It's a we're, a not, we're a knotweed church. I am church. absolutely referring to it as that from now on. We're a knotweed church. Here's the thing about Japanese knotweed, and I will not back down on this. It's very pretty. It's very pretty!
1: I know, and I've spoken to the Brexiters who hate it, and they say, it's fine, but it
0: should stay in its own country. It doesn't exactly get on with the, the natives. that Brexiters like my wife have about it. It's true, but also... It destroys po- everything else, so what? Everything
1: else is bland compared to it. Yeah. Also, um, you'll find the same argument... Where it's funny how it's draw Red Squirrels, for example... Um, you know we've got to protect the red squirrels kill all the foreign gray squirrels and so on mm-hmm. and i always kind of made this joke to a relative who actually works for uh an red environmental squirrels. agency and i said look um red you know the uh, it's a, there is a distasteful meme there that goes beyond just ecology the the fact that these red squirrels are our native squirrels they need to be protected and sure enough the, this organization got a letter saying we need to protect the red squirrels, blah, blah, blah. And it's, we, it's our last native, blah, blah, blah. And then at the bottom of the letter, it basically was a link to a neo-Nazi website that uses the red squirrel as its symbol. So I said, you see, <laughs> everything I say ends up being true. Every single thing, apart from the wildly wrong
0: things you say. Even those somehow end up having a message. Really.
1: <laughs> somehow.
0: Somehow, who's going to, who do you think is going to win the election, Nick?
1: Oh, do let me think.
0: Well, now the question is,
1: how big will her majority be? It'll be over 100, obviously.
0: So I'm quite enjoying now, Stu, Rev, the Reverend Stuart Campbell yes. has been persistently right where you have been persistently wrong over the last couple of years. Uh, called, sorry, excuse me. I was right about Brexit. He's called, well, everyone, yes, he called that too. And he called Trump, he called Trump. A year before, he said he said anyone anyone up against Hillary Clinton is going to win. Hillary Clinton guarantees loss when everyone was saying it was her turn. I I, I wasn't saying it
1: was her turn. Uh, let me be very clear. I I agree that Hillary was a terrible candidate, but I thought that she'd been lucky enough. To have found the yeah, only the candidate on the reactivity series that was even more <laughs> terrible than she was. And <laughs> the one I, just
0: below her on the periodic. Exactly.
1: Meeting. And, and I it ended up, I was even wrong about that. But you know, I, I don't think it was her turn. I don't think she was a good candidate, but I, I do admit I hadn't realized quite how, quite how clever actually Trump's campaign ended up being. And no, actually it's not. It, it was how stupid she was mm. for not, for not fighting for the Rust Belt states. If yes. she'd have worked just a bit harder in Michigan and places like that, she could have won it. Stupid, stupid Hillary and stupid, stupid campaign. There's a new book out called um, I think it's cracked or something about her about the la- the the last year of her campaign and all the infighting and the terrible things that went wrong. Written by actually quite sympathetic people to her, uh, but just the frustration of it. And uh, I'm 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 reading it at the moment, and it's it's certainly revelatory.
0: Anyway, so what's Stu's latest opinion? So this is, and uh, I don't know whether he wants to go on the record with this, but he has no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's saying that the majority will shrink. Theresa May's majority will shrink? Yeah. What is, what is it at
1: the moment? Uh, eight. No, fifth, 13.
0: I think. Okay, I think he, he actually has just gone mad. That's what I would see. I said to him. I that sounds like madness, but I said, but I have to concede you've said a lot of things that sound like madness for the last couple of years and you've been writing what times. is justification? Uh, resurgence of he, he says that the late Labour really doesn't have anything left to lose to the Tories that they haven't already lost and the Lib Dems can I only disagree. gain. I disagree, I disagree, I disagree, obviously, I disagree. Remember, Labour. when Labour
1: last fought a general election, their only problem was an awkward man who spoke with adenoids and didn't know how to eat sandwiches. (laughs) That was their biggest problem. (laughs) So, no, I think he is wrong there. But okay, fine. uh, But but even then, let's assume that Labour doesn't lose much more. How do you
0: shrink your majority? The Lib Dem gains. No. SMB I, will take the S and no. will take that Tory seat in Scotland.
1: There, one. Okay, that's the original. What's that's gonna? Ha- no, yeah. What's gonna happen? No, I. I okay, I am prepared to say he's wrong on this one. So
0: I think he's wrong, but it would be interesting if he weren't.
1: If he weren't, if then he'd backfire
0: on May. If he weren't, then basically, he is a prophet. Someone did so HRT BPS points out that uh, um, that May's constituency voted fifty-four percent in favor of, of uh, Remain. As did May. So if they could only yes. So if they could only get those fifty-four percent of people out to vote. Hmm. Yeah, but the problem is they're not going to
1: oh, If I, I just know. think of a counterfactual reality where there is an amazing leader of the Labour Party who was brought in after um Miliband cocktail. It
0: doesn't even need you don't even need to use the word amazing. There's another reality. I said on Twitter yesterday, there's another reality where <laughs> Yvette Cooper won, and she's about to win this next election.
1: Yes, Yvette versus Theresa, yeah. and and Yvette
0: just is obviously better. Yes, and oh, well, she proved it at PMQs uh, uh, yesterday. She was her question was was wonderful and brutal. Plus, Plus and she's now she's married to a national treasure now. <laughs> That's right. Just that alone.
1: You know, he, he just, just had, had to, to turn, turn up and do a little. He just—he uh, just have to turn up to her
0: campaign to do a little dance behind her. He need <laughs> only tweet his name to win the election. Yeah, and just do a little dance. and <laughs> Then it disappears. I st- oh, honestly, there is that. I said on Twitter, I'm going i am starting to research string theory. I'm finding that reality. <laughs> yes, and that's so simple because the thing is, she, she,
1: she, she, she was. Not, she's certainly not a brilliant communicator, not a brilliant politician. She's not somebody you warm to, but she is. She is of warm to.
0: I instinctively warm to her. So I don't know if that's true. I've, and I'm not saying that to be. Art. No, I didn't. No, I, I always didn't, immediately liked to her. To be her fair, her
1: I didn't cute, used to her cute schoolboy looks. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> used to warm to her. But actually, uh, to be fair, I, I think I may have been. Rolling her in with some of the other deplorable right. uh, Labour Party identikit women. Remember Blair's babes <laughs> and all yes. all of that lot. And I think she isn't quite that, to be fair. You know, so she she isn't Harriet Harman.
0: No, she is not. Um, no. And and the way she it was just fascinating. It was a it was a really instructive PMQs. Yesterday. I didn't I didn't get to watch it. I was at a meeting. What happened? So Corbyn was uh. at his absolute worst and that and that's that is not a, a mild statement he his questions were so terrible that what his first question began saying talking about how she wasn't willing to do tv debates and ended with his saying the poor but what are you doing for the poorest people in this country oh. i mean that level of ineptitude where he, he couldn't even focus his question onto one topic just rambled someone tweeted saying that was a good question he said before he then started rambling inanely about other subjects um he cannot and and then he does this thing where he you realize he's he's not managed to read out the words in front of him in the right order no so he's he sort of terrible. panics and goes so what is the prime minister going to do about the, the thing i said <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad oh
1: vegetarianism
0: is so awful she she just laughs out loud she literally laughs laughs out loud at him she sits there laughing at him (laughs) While he's stumbling through his ridiculous question,
1: she probably actually genuinely feels sorry for him. I think and that's she the does. Worst. I think
0: there's a genuine look on her face of oh, I think she just can't believe it. Like she's Poor laughing puppet. in a way that's I can't believe <laughs> yes. this is all I have to deal with. I've just called an election <laughs> I promised I wouldn't do. I should be being torn to shreds, <laughs> this and
1: then is she's all thinking, he can and, this, do. and this guy three-lined whipped to support
0: me in Brexit, <laughs> and now he's forcing them to support me in my election which is going to destroy his party know, he, he, all he had to do was say a clever thing all he had to do was go on TV and say I am instructing my MPs to vote against this general election not because I think that we need to keep the Conservatives in power but because I am aware that the, the result will be to give her more power right now, and that would be very yes. stupid and against all of our interests. We are going to force her to stick to her words. She promised she would not do an election. Exactly. I'm willing to accept the mandate of the British people who voted this cup party in for five years, and we will build up our support to yes. the point where in 2020 we will trounce them in the uh, election. Or, or, or even, you can say, in tw- 2020 is a very good time
1: to see whether... Her promises about making success of Brexit come true or not. If they don't, that's when her chickens should and will come home to roost.
0: Never mind the fact that there was, what, 17 to- uh, Tory MPs being investigated for uh, election...
1: It's actually closer to 30, apparently. And so it, it, there goes her majority if those results are overturned. But no, but there was something quite cynical about that I read somewhere that um they uh, the electoral commission or something has until the election to either get the to, to get the cases out there really? or get, yeah or something like that and maybe even <laughs> part of why she suddenly panicked and had to do this it's kind of it now means that they have to rush and either get those charges out there or abandon them once they're no longer MPs or something.
0: So. Never mind the obviousness, as you say, of the next two years are going to be such a farce. I mean, it's just the front pages of the papers today are saying that she's had to back down on student uh, student immigration. Um, it's going to result, in two years' time, she's going to have achieved absolutely none of the things she claimed she would. And the Brexiters are going to be so livid with her as a leader that they will vote for absolutely anyone other than her. And that's so abundantly obvious. The only person in the universe too stupid to realise that is Corbyn and Macdonald. Well, yes, uh, which means that
1: they must actually be as deluded as they appear to be in other words this is not just a facade they actually believe that one more portion they can win i yeah. think that corbyn and mcdonald believe they can win this next election you know? <laughs>
0: they pro- well i think mcdonald does i think corbyn just wants to go to bed i don't think there's any doubt about that he, well, just if he wants, wants to go to, to, to bed why is he not going to resign then because they won't let him i I'm imagine uh, he would i imagine he would resign today if they just let him you think so? Yeah, but Seamus Mill and, and, and all these people just won't let him go. Was, Why? I think he's doing
1: such a good job, do they?
0: Everyone's, everyone believes that he was willing to stand down at the, at the last leadership challenge until they told him that he wasn't allowed. He's, um... Well, no, this is the thing. There, there was that, um... Uh, I forget who, who who wrote it. Yesterday, there's an article yesterday arguing for the reasons I just got done arguing to Stu why I believed he would never stand down. And then this article appears, it, it, making even more arguments for it. And one of them was that they don't the, their project isn't finished yet. They believe they can take full control of labor, and they haven't got it yet.
1: Yeah, there is. It's called the Macdonald Amendment, which basically somehow changes the constitution so it enshrines. Corbynistas as the inevitable winners of pretty much any uh, leadership election for the foreseeable future.
0: Well, come September, there's the plan to lower the number of votes needed for a nomination so they can more easily get left-wing candidates onto the ballot and therefore get the momentum members to push them through. So there's that element and they they can't do that before September. So if Corbyn stood down before then, that wouldn't Mm. happen. There's another little trick they want to do... um, within the party before then. And then there's also just the fact that an election could be massively advantageous to these people because lots of the so-called Blairites will Mm. lose their seats in the election. And there they'll be. And so Corbyn's side could come out even stronger. It's actually true
1: because if you think about the one thing that the Corbynistas can't stand is the parliamentary Labour Party. Mm -hmm. So if you get rid of them, if you get rid of most of them, you get rid of a, most of the problems and most of the critics of corbyn
0: yes so you end up you may end up with a labor party that's <clears> more <throat> reflective of corbyn's side Hmm. which he, which they want, and then they won't have to deal with
1: these constant challenges from these pesky parliamentarians I mean, they
0: won't they also won't have a, <laughs> a political party oh that
1: doesn't matter it's a movement it's a exactly, movement comrade exactly it's a movement comrade yeah.
0: what's the name of that Ellie may thing that suddenly most popular... Pop- Ellie May Ellie Mayo O'Hagan.
1: I, you're just making phonemes now. She's... Ellie
0: May I described her, because I'm very funny, as the Paul Joseph Watson of the left. Oh, right. She is a journalist, a freelance for The Guardian, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and The Times, apparently. Oh, But dear. She's, she's Corbyn's latest, loudest cheerleader. Now, Owen Jones has stepped down from the role. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's taken his role. Okay. She, she tweeted... Uh, on the nineteenth, yesterday, she tweeted: "If you thought the coup, the coup was bad, wait till you see what the PLP has got in store for the left if Labour loses the election.
1: Wait till you see what happens. If, what you wait until you see what happens? What the Labour Party does to the Labour Party? <laughs> exactly. Labour
0: She's t- literally talking about the Labour Party as the enemy of itself. Yes, and the coup is the actual
1: elected Labour Party acting against." Incomers who have only been there since they paid uh, a couple of fiver.
0: Now, of course, the coup was a disaster, but and Clive <coughs> Lewis was that his name? The uh, who knows would have stood no better chance in this coming election if no. he replaced Corbyn. So that, however, if there had been a, a successful coup, now would have been the very best thing possible for the British Islands.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: If they yeah. had successfully ousted him last year and put in someone competent in his place, who that is, I have no idea. Well, that's the problem, The only person well, that that's the think problem, is, yes. is Yvette Cooper, and she wasn't willing to try again at that point. So,
1: uh, you, you were mentioning that she had... She was quite good at Prime Minister's question time. Don't... Don't you? Because
0: that's what Corbyn <laughs> still calls it. He does. He still says it wrong. I spoke to the Gas Board, and they said they would
1: come in <laughs> after the Prime Minister's Question Time.
0: I got here. on oh, the, the British Rail. <laughs> yes. Um. The the other thing Theresa May does at PMQs is she always, always says Scottish Nationalist Party.
1: Ah, um, uh, clever. And she does
0: it every time, and they get the the roaring fury. gets louder, and she loves it. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, so yes, Cooper just stood up and said she just said it, it was nothing original. She just said <laughs> it well. She said, "Theresa May, you said that, uh, you said that you wouldn't that um, you need to call this election because the, the uh, there is a a democratic block against Brexit when three quarters of this house and two thirds of the House of Lords voted in favour. So that's not true." Is awesome. it? <laughs> and you said that you would not, you called, you told your person, blah, 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 that there would not be an election for 2020. Yeah. And that wasn't true either. So, as someone who says that we need to take her on her word, nothing you say can be believed, can it? It was just really plain. It yeah. Wasn't no, I, clever. Yeah. It wasn't overwordy. It was just, you and, lied and, and you lied. How and do then, you se- how do you defend that?
1: And I assume that suddenly having a, a real. A, a, a proper bit of rhetoric must have caught Theresa May by it surprise, and so she yeah. sort
0: of waffled it randomly for a bit, which is very unlike her. And then mm. she replied: all the sneer, all the laughter was gone, and she tried to give a sensible, grown-up response. Um, Coonsberg was saying that apparently the two of them um, have a great deal of respect. Well, she, that May has a great deal of respect for Cooper, having the, one shadowed the other for so many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And so there was the, all that sort of sneering contempt disappeared from her answer but it did put her, it did make her look weak for a moment mm. and you just realize oh gosh if that had been the woman at the front
1: from the beginning yeah.
0: oh my goodness
1: well there you go it's your country and you're going on holiday in it <laughs>
0: where are you going on holiday
1: um we are going on holiday we're taking the train to gay paris spending an evening there and then taking the train to barcelona and then we are going from Barcelona to Sitges, which is a gay town, genuinely gay. They're about half an hour out of Barcelona, and the whole extended family is going there, including uh, uh, my, my brother and his wife from Minnesota, and, of course, Moss Joane, who we haven't seen from, for for nearly a year now.
0: Goodness remember me. Moss, remember Moss Joane? I do. Poor Judith's going to be so bored.
1: Moss Joanne. Well, no, she's going to be with Moss Joanne and Jessica, and they're going to have ice cream and be by the seaside. Only, only yeah, and
0: only after she's been dragged through a bunch of boring cities with no soft play centres.
1: <laughs> I'm sure she'll be very happy because she'll have her um, she'll have her Pokemon comics and a <laughs> copy and a copy of the Phoenix with her.
0: Will she have a gaming device?
1: Absolutely not. Actually, no. Victoria's going to give her her old phone and put uh-huh. Pokemon Go on it. Oh, Which lovely. One? And she can play with that. We're getting a, a special kiddie sim. That only lets them, I don't know, send call in an emergency kind of thing. She can have that.
0: That's a good idea.
1: Yeah. When's Toby getting his first uh, gaming experience?
0: Well, gaming experience every day when he comes into the room and says, Daddy, I want to play a game and climbs up on my lap.
1: Really? Yes. Does he? Does he ever actually, even if it's ineptly, in take control of the gaming environment?
0: Uh, no he does. It. He mostly just wants to watch. And then he, I have a um, a Bluetooth keyboard that isn't plugged into anything. And he oh okay he, right. He yeah. pretends that he's typing. He knows it's not real, but he pretends that's his controller. Okay. Um, why don't Why not you get a very very simple game like I, Tom, I do? And every now and control. then I'll give him the th- Xbox controller and I'll show him if you push up it makes the character move up. And he he does that. But he doesn't really care. He'd much rather daddy make it look more fun. Yeah, I agree. Because he's you know he's two. Well, so. he's nearly
1: he's nearly three now. Let's no, he's not. not he's not even airs.
0: two and a half yet.
1: Let's not give him airs.
0: He's not even two and a half yet. He's got eleven days before he's two and a half.
1: And then what will happen? Then he's going to have a two blossom. and a half. You're going to have a two and a half party.
0: <laughs> no, he's uh, he's very articulate.
1: Yeah. How's Laura?
0: Yeah.
1: Is she doing all right? Eh. She she posted on uh, on the social media that she was feeling very tired. Good I. <laughs> <laughs> either because of either because of treatments or because she's getting very old.
0: Oh, was this on the Facebooks? I don't read the Facebooks.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Oh, yes. We're in the we're doing IVF at the moment. Yeah, she
1: said it's either the IVF or I'm just getting very old. She has. Well,
0: so... oh, she's only thirty three, so she's not getting very old.
1: <laughs> well, but when she's thirty three and a third, she'll be an LP.
0: That's true. Okay, so she's she. Well, is the IVF you have to stab her every day? I'm doing double stabs now. As of yesterday, two injections a day. Is it still a thing, or are, or are you still traumatised every time you do it now? Oh, it I've never, it's never bothered me in the slightest. <laughs> I thought she was scared of needles and fainted. She's scared of um, uh, blood being taken. Uh, okay. Because she has tiny, tiny veins buried miles beneath the surface. <laughs> right. Um, mm. And so it genuinely, genuinely, genuinely takes a good three goes for even the best nurses mm. to draw blood from her. Whereas that, for me... I can essentially Bluetooth blood into the tube. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, I, I find it so easy. In fact, when I was uh, 18, I did work experience at a PATH lab in a private hospital. Yes.
1: And they mentioned... let me take
0: blood from myself? Oh. That was good Really? Fun. You stabbed yourself? Yeah, I got to. I, withd- I took blood from myself I and then that. ran it through all the machines. It was great fun.
1: Oh, I couldn't do
0: that. I don't have so... any squeam. So does the IVF mean that it's making a it very emotional and hormonal, etc. Not really. I mean, it's induced. I thought a period. it's supposed to. It's induced a period, so there's the the normal um, uh, Father hormone, games hormones related the... to that. But Laura's not. Uh, she she tends to become uh, slightly more reactive, I guess. Mm. But not. There's not. It's not. You know, melodramatic or anything, right? Um, she. Um, I think I think it's a lot. I'm. I'm. It. I think it's a lot more hard work going in her brain than I take than I give her credit for.
1: You're the one who's having to work hard here. It's
0: me. It's all about me, really. I'm the one yeah. who's having to give these injections every day. She just sits there. Yes. Yeah.
1: Sits there and takes it.
0: It's really IVF is a is a huge toll on me. You know. It is. This morning is. I had to give her the injections in a hurry in order to be here on time to record this.
1: Yeah. Oh. I know. You should. There should be special greeting cards that people can buy <laughs> sympathising so... with with daddy bouquets you know, yeah and so what uh, IVF and then what happens and then they they pluck out so
0: they, a... the first set of injections uh, wipe out her hormones
1: not, so all, ba- not
0: all of them apparently I, just the key I, ones
1: I thought it's a basically it induces a chemical
0: menopause and then brings yes, then re- right. slowly reboots that's right so the first sort basically do a chemical menopause and then at the same time she's taking some pills so the induce a period Yes. And then you give the we just started giving the FSH, follicle stimulating mm-hmm. hormone. So this it, I the idea is it causes one of the follicles, one or two follicles to to Fo- follicles. Develop. follicles follicles so I'm not very good at this to no. develop. Um the risk is that they all go crazy and start developing because she's polycystic and then you have hex toplets to look after. Well there's it's there's they wouldn't. That's the, that. Was more of a risk with the previous regimen, which was where we were just stimulating and then trying to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, the dirty, um,
1: sinful ugh, way.
0: Um, but they that yes, yeah, so there's a huge risk there of 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 mm. exactly that. Um, was the risk this time is <coughs> of hyperstimulation, which is horrendous. It causes to start leaking everywhere, and you have to be in hospital ugh. for a week and being drained, and it's all. De- and this is yeah. post. This is after you're pregnant, so this is.
1: Unacceptable.
0: um Yeah, just awful. So we have—they have to be very careful that that doesn't happen. Mm. um Yeah. So it's all. It's and all then, a yeah, but daunting. then, and then I don't even get to put my willy anywhere. I just have to jizz in a jar. Oh yes, yeah, so the special—the special room with the rubbish porn. And then hopefully. Oh my goodness, the porn is so grim. I know you told us about it. This time, yeah, that was many it? years ago. With a terrible about- curtains. Did I tell you about it? This no, I haven't told because that was many years ago. Many of our our listener probably wasn't born the last time. No, it's true. Let's, had, let, yeah, their mummy and daddy was um, their their daddy was in a special room at,
1: at that right. very
0: moment, uh, giving <laughs> giving life to them. I had to uh, give another sperm sample mm-hmm. um, in order just for them to run the test on it again for this whole new wave. This was back in January. Yeah. And so I went into the room and they've moved, they've moved they've had a whole new they were based in the hospital. Um, and now they're in a whole new sex center. <laughs> um down in uh um P's down St John, Nick. Right. Mm, um and it's all been custom built just for them. It's very fancy and posh, very private. And mm-hmm. the, but however, the jiz room is no longer like a little pretend bedroom hidden inside a hospital. It no. was much more like a boring, stale ward. That's not fair. I know, I was very disappointed, but it had a little chest of drawers and in the top drawer were some pornographic magazines. Really? But what you what what I imagine most people want in that circumstance is just some pictures of pretty ladies with their boobies out or whatever. Yes. But what they had was raggedy old copies of Penthouse. Now I don't know porn magazines particularly well. My there was internet in my teenage years. Yeah. Um the latter half of my teenage years anyway. Mm. Um, it was very slow. Mm-hmm. To quote the great Kieran Gillen, my favourite joke he ever made. Um, back in those days, the, port the internet was so slow that you'd come before the nipples had loaded.
1: Oh, uh, okay, fine. It's, yes, a, good, good it's a good
0: joke. Mm-hmm. Um, for our family podcast, the <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, but pen ha- so I, 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 but I'm aware that Playboy and stuff is sort of classy and pretty. Yeah. Penthouse is Raiders' Wives. Oh. And it's just really icky, broken ladies. Showing, sexist. Showing their bits and their bobs. Maybe in.
1: they're very proud of their bits and their bobs. And you're just being sexist and lookist.
0: It's, I'm being very and ageist. Lookist.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Brexit babes.
0: <laughs> it's just sort of... It's just really broken. It looks like that they've been sent in without the wife's permission it's the weird photographs the husband talked her into taking one time and then now they're being published in a magazine and it's mm. just it feels really yucky and invasive and horrible and sad and
1: that that's didn't, what that, didn't help, you on.
0: that didn't help me make little babies <laughs> no it's not nice at all <laughs> however i'll tell you a thing about my my sperm nick
1: go on we went that's to, what everybody wants to know about your sperm. I know that's Tom. what
0: everyone listens. That's why they tune in. <laughs> uh, I went, had the meeting with the nurse. Uh, the sperm we,
1: forecast.
0: Exactly. And she said, Oh, I said, Do we have the, the results of my semen sample? And she said, Oh, I need to go and check. And then she came back with a folder and she said, And I quote, Well, to say they're good would be something of an understatement. Well, something you can be proud of. They apparently, a decent sample is. 20 to 50 million and mine was 130 million. Gosh. Um and uh, they were ex- they were far more mobile than is normal. Far, much higher mobility percentage than is normal and um mm. much uh better morphology than is expected. Gosh, I have supremely good sperm. Who would have thought it? Uh, pretty much anyone who's met me I would say.
1: <laughs> but they they are all hypermobile.
0: <laughs> hey, well done. I am very good. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, wasted. Wasted on Laura, it is exactly. (laughs) Look at my super production here, and it's just wasted. Although the nurse did point out that Laura being um, polycystic means that she is actually generating far too much as well, and she said, "She said you're a pair of overachievers." You are, uh, uh, with, the, with your crazy things running past each other, shrieking, without
1: actually ever sitting down <laughs> quietly and it is very introducing themselves to each other.
0: That we're both essentially hyper-fertile, and yet that's the reason we can't have kids. Well, yes. I'm not responsible. My sperm are basically perfect for the task. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Waste. Just, oh, honestly. What I, a stupid system. I feel like it's, it's a dereliction of duty that I haven't shared my sperm wider with the world. Well, you can just Donate. Do you know? How, could you could you even think of it? I could think of it, but
1: uh, uh, the problem is the um, the uh, regulations are now such that I it would be too risky.
0: Well, that I screwed
1: think, people. The, you yes. get to meet your.
0: Exactly. Know. I think that was yes. the stupidest thing ever. But think about your relationship <coughs> with Judith. Think about the significance of her to you. Think about yes. the primal. The nature inside you. Think if, if I were to threaten Judas, just think about what you would be willing yes, to do. And now there's like, kids out there that you've never even met. Yeah. Dozens of them.
1: Hold on just a second there. Uh, we think about this rationally. I know it's not really possible to, but yeah. actually rationally, what you're saying is I'm going to, uh, going to shuffle a pack of cards and half of them will happen to be the cards that I have that will make up this person who will then live a completely independent life.
0: But my so point what? is, it's not. I'm trying to invoke the irrationality when I talk about the, your your natural instincts no, but, and defence
1: and feelings. Yeah, but are you saying Judith? that? Are you saying that I wouldn't do? I wouldn't be like that if I adopted somebody. Yes, I'm
0: saying that you would be. You'd be whatever. <laughs> so you're saying that adopted
1: no. parents don't love their yes. children irrationally.
0: I'm saying that adopted parents don't love their children.
1: But that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, there was one story about one adopted parents, so and they gave it back. Oh no! no. A bit too much trouble, so I gave it back.
0: I I I, I stand by everything I've said. I mean a hundred percent of it, but um, but only in the case of you. You would not love your adopted child. No, I don't know. No, you make a good point of that, however, what I'm saying is these. There would be your children would exist, and you wouldn't no, know them. No, but they them. would. That but was they wouldn't too be my. Weird.
1: But the notion of my children, I'm not that attached to because all. It, they are their own independent sets of molecules that just happen to use a little blueprint I had shuffled for dis- them. So
0: I Judith. She's no more than that. She just happens to be the shuffling blueprint with Victoria.
1: Correct. Exactly. So it's context that make makes her special. No. Not the fact that it happens to be a
0: couple of blueprints, is it? I disagree. I disagree. I think it's both and i think that
1: no i don't I, I don't think it's that much but look obviously in a in a uh, darwinian sense that it's very important that my, that i worry about my specific shuffled genome but uh, in in reality in the way i experience the world and and uh, so on if if it uh, think about the number of people who where they find out that actually it isn't their child after all etc yeah. they still love them and so on of course It's not, it's not, I I don't, I don't sniff some special half me pheromones on her that make me, it's it's not, that's not what it works, how it works, is it, really? Okay, but
0: how about this then? Say that before you met Victoria, Mm -hmm. you had a special cuddle with another lady. I don't know if you would ever have have done such a thing.
1: No, of course not. No, of course, don't be ridiculous. Uh,
0: But let's just say you had.
1: Okay, hypothetically.
0: Hypothetically. And then that's that other lady you had a you had a little uh mm. bedtime cuddle with. No, but that's different. You has, and in, comes back years later to tell you that they that this child is yours. Yeah, but that's different because what How you're is saying that different. Is- because there was obviously
1: some sort of emotional, uh, sexual emotional or other human engagement with a person that created another person. Whereas if I just say, I'm, I'm giving, I'm open sourcing the blueprints of me to the world.
0: But what if you just had some sort of empty one night stand? It's,
1: like, there was still as a as moment believe, of specific... As I no, believe there was still a, spent many years... There was, still a moment of, there was still a moment of specific connection, wasn't there? Whereas if I'm just open sourcing my blueprints... I'm just saying anybody who wants to build a new half me can do so. There you go. I believe in free software, John. I
0: can't detach Or
1: from hardware it. as this case. I would can't
0: be. detach from it like
1: that. You don't believe in free software.
0: I don't That's right, that's what I'm saying. I think Richard Stallman is bogus. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Shall we end the podcast on that on that notion
0: then? I think you believe in podcast. You believe in find it and he'll
1: listen and he'll be very confused. You believe that progen- progenation is proprietary because <laughs> I believe it's copyleft. That's right. As long as you share and share alike my genome, I'm very happy. <laughs> You're basically Mr. Fenter who wants to, uh, pri- to privatise your own genome and patent patent it. That's right. But just mine, though. No one else's. <laughs> yes. The, the Walker genome has very specific uh, IP rights. <laughs> if I do. find
0: anyone is copying it.
1: Oh, destroy every copy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to sue Toby for every penny. <laughs> yes. Shall we say goodbye? Oh, I suppose so. Goodbye. Bye.